I'm so excited to film this podcast series about drugs because I got super interested in drugs when I was in college, not doing them, but learning about them because there's such a psychological stereotype driven into drugs and definitely in legislation and societal norms and people's stereotypes and mindset around drugs is so interesting and I feel like when people clicked on my like drugs podcast their immediate thoughts were like crack or um opioid or not even opioids probably like LSD like MDMA um ecstasy all these like drugs but drugs are caffeine is a drug um caffeine is one of the most abused and misused drugs in the world and alcohol is a drug and Adderall is a drug and heroin's a drug and codeine's a drug and a lot of things are drugs so it's silly when people get that response you're like what what is it like caffeine is a drug and you probably are abusing and misusing caffeine which is a stimulant so why if you misuse that is there no cultural shame but if somebody's misusing another stimulant such as cocaine, then there is. I just was fascinated by that. So in college, I took two courses on drugs. I took drugs in society, which is a kinesiology class. And we learned about each drug category, like hallucinogens. And then you dive into like LSD and you dive into peyote and you dive into all the different kinds of hallucinogens. And basically you learned... The history of the certain substance, um, laws about the certain substance, the action of the drug, where it's going in your body and what it's doing, and many other things about the drugs. And then my other course I took was Psychological Effects of Psychoactive Drugs. So this was a psychology course, and we were learning how does your brain change when you take psychoactive drugs? So that was also an interesting course. So I am super excited to dive into different drug categories, the history of different drugs, different terms I think a lot of people should be familiar with or just be aware of so that when they're speaking, they're not saying things incorrectly. Um, And different things that the media and schools and parents and People that are just uninformed say that is, like, so wrong. It's just silly things that people say, like, someone would say, are you sure that you want to use that CBD oil because there's THC in it? And it's like, there's not THC in CBD. They're both extracts from a certain plant. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, A lot of people don't know a lot of things about drugs and... I grew up definitely not knowing a lot about drugs always kind of like drugs are bad and I'm talking about like drugs that people commonly think are bad quote-unquote bad but I learned so much in college and just through having an open mind and learning and just seeing things my view my perspective things is so different um So first, I'll just talk about what the terms abuse and misuse mean in relation to drug drug use. So abuse is when you're abusing a substance, but you're using it like for its intended purpose. 
So I think 90, probably, I don't know the statistic, but a lot of people abuse alcohol. It's like ridiculous. Um, so you're abusing it if you're using it more than like these certain numbers of drinks you're allowed to have a week or like if you have more than five drinks in one sitting that's considered binge drinking and then if you do that for like more than five days a month that's considered a chronic drinking problem so abuse is when you're basically in those categories that's how like they look at research with drugs is they'll say if you have three glasses of wine per week that's not abusing it because that's like using it quote-unquote for its intended purpose which alcohol like it's kind of confusing to think about that's just an example and then misuse is when you're using a substance for a reason that it's not intended for so I think there's a lot of misuse of Adderall I think that's even in prescription of like doctors prescribing Adderall it's like I think that's a misuse of that substance or you can look at girls when they have acne or just any really problem the doctor's like here take this birth control I think that's misuse of that drug because it is a drug that the doctor is giving you doctors give more drugs out than drug dealers like that's just a fact like how many drugs does a doctor give out a year I don't know that I like statistic but it's just crazy that there's like drugs for high blood pressure and there's drugs for all these things and I think when you really just open your eyes up to this new world that hopefully I will teach you some about then your perception of things can definitely change so I think the terms abuse and misuse are important terms that you should be familiar of so abuse is abusing a substance but using it for its original like purpose misuse is using a substance for it's not its intended purpose um and I think that my teachers were so good and fabulous and gave me some really cool tools um one is mouse party so you can go on your search engine um you should use DuckDuckGo and then search or whatever search engine you would like to use that's just the one that I like using I feel like it doesn't have um I don't know I just like how it presents it and it's not a huge company and I think they have good morals so I like using them anyway you should search mouse party I think Utah so these I think it was graduate students they made this little like game thing on the computer and you press it's all these mouses at a party and you can like move the certain substance to the mouse and then it shows you what happens in their brain so that's mouse party. Um, I think it's a great way of showing you like, oh, I wonder if you did this, like alcohol, what it does to your brain. I would love to create one where it's like mixing because something I am so passionate about is, or one of the reasons I'm so passionate about drug education is because so many people die for both abuse and misuse and I think that an example is like when someone's drinking and then they take a barbiturate or something that's also affecting your respiratory system like making it slow down a lot of people stop breathing and a lot of people misuse opioids and codeine and heroin and all of those 
numbers are just skyrocketing. And I think that there is a lot to dive into with opioids, the war on drugs, how we got to be where we are with drugs, um, different laws in different states. I would like to go through that. I think that's important to know and understand. And I will go deep into each drug category and then we'll dive into a specific drugs, maybe like a little bit about them. I'm particularly interested or one of the topics that I would really like sharing and that's what this podcast will be about is cocaine and the 80s and the unfair treatment of African Americans especially dealing with laws that were put into place um cocaine was either powder cocaine or crack cocaine and all of the elite wall street people were doing powder cocaine and it was like super cool because they could like stay up and it was on the cover of time magazine like them snorting powder cocaine or talking about how good it is and then something happened like I don't really know. Someone died or something happened and there was like a shift and crack cocaine is the same substance as powder cocaine, just in a different form. And the laws, it was like you could get caught with powder cocaine and nothing would happen to you. And if you got caught with crack cocaine, like you were like sent to prison. And primarily because lower socioeconomic status, people were using crack cocaine because it's cheaper to use. So, like, why wouldn't you use the cheaper? (laughs) Like, it just was, it's the same substance. It just looks different. And when the rich people on Wall Street or wealthy people were doing powder cocaine, it was fine. But then you have anyone else, not just African Americans. I'm sure there was a lot of different ethnicities using, um crack cocaine and they got unfairly treated and I think that is ridiculous and I there's been so many laws like the three strike law where if you get caught like three times with something like you're out and you're in prison for life I don't know I just think there's some really unfair laws regarding drugs and I think some of them are changing but one in particular will not change and that is the schedules of drugs um that is something that the government has in their schedule one through five so starting at the top schedule one is high dependence no medical no medical um use and so highly dependent means it's addictive basically like the dependency on the drug is really high and that's how they test so Marijuana is in Schedule 1, and I need to really look up the other ones. Um, But I will talk about the schedule of drugs on another episode because I need to really look back at my notes and look at my books so I can get it down right and teach you correctly. So I'm going to dive into alcohol um alcohol is one of them actually the world's most important psychoactive drugs um it's very used and probably abused and it's very widely accepted as in most parts of the country in the world and it is a central nervous system depressant 
Um, so I'm just looking at one of my slides from previous classes, and she says, before the American Revolution, people drink more alcohol than water. That's just crazy. And then there was the temperance movement, the 1800s to the early 1900s. What you're probably most familiar with is national prohibition in 1920. Um, and that is the 18th Amendment. That was like underground use. And you can look at like all the old bars that people would have, which is just, I think, cool. Like little rebels. They were like, we're still having alcohol. Like we're going to build underground like secret. Super interesting. And then in 1933, it was repealed. So that is 13 years dealing with unfair, well, it depends on your opinion on it, but I think unfair control over somebody's choices. Um, and then, she, like, we can talk about different alcohols, like the different percentages, um, but what I was kind of talking about is when, so knowing the definitions of binge drinking, which is drinking, it's five drinks for men and four drinks for women in two hours. So that's considered binge drinking. And if you binge drink on five or more days in the past month, that's heavy alcohol use. So those are just definitions from the book. The book's by Carl Hart. He's a really cool researcher. Um, I really like him and I like the book. I will do the book's information at the end where I'm getting it and then I also just read research and read other books about drugs. So at the end I'll do like a references for where I, I get my information. Um... I think something that is interesting is just looking at societal, like, what we think of alcohol. Like, most people think it's, like, cool if people, or, like, laugh if people drink a lot. But it's, like, it's actually pretty bad for you. Like, it's a depressant. It has a lot of effects on your nervous system. It enhances the inhibitory effects of GABA. These are different things that it's doing to your body. It can block glutamate. It affects your dopamine, serotonin, and your acetylcholine neurons. So there's a bunch of different things that happen and they depend on the blood level, like how much alcohol you've consumed and people that need to drink more, like experienced drinker, they need a higher blood alcohol concentration. And then something I thought was interesting was that the effects are completely influenced by expectations. That's most drugs. Um, They're like, oh, this is going to make me feel more talkative. So you take a shot and then you feel more talkative. It's just a placebo in a lot of ways. There are like things that is happening in your brain, but in the most part, you're still in control. Um, So that's something I thought was interesting. And then DUIs and just driving under the influence has caused a lot of issues. So has like different things that have happened when people are drunk, like fights, um, sex that wasn't supposed to happen, um, breaking the law, blacking out. Um, That's a dangerous sign of excess alcohol use. So, and then we learned about like what a hangover really is. It's dehydration. It's an inflammatory immune response. 
um, stomach, stomach lining irritation, low blood sugar, poor sleep in presence of congers. I don't know what that really is. Um, but I definitely cannot drink that much. And I, if I drink a lot the next day, I am so ill. Like my body is like not about alcohol. Like (laughs) I can have really good wine and I can have really nice tequila, I think in like a small amount. Like I cannot get quote unquote drunk because I feel so hungover. Um, which is honestly, I think a good thing because it is toxic and your body shouldn't be able to handle that. But some people can and that is not the best. So something I also think is cool is withdraw from different drugs. So if somebody is addicted to alcohol and then they go through withdrawal symptoms, there are very bad withdrawal symptoms of alcohol. Um, There are four stages of withdrawal. Stage one is tremors, rapid heartbeat, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, heavy sweating, loss of appetite, insomnia, not being able to sleep. Stage two is hallucinations. Stage three is delusions. And stage four is seizures. So detoxification for alcohol needs to be at a hospital. And sedatives are usually present in stage one or two. Um... There are a lot of research on, like, health benefits of drinking. It's impossible to really say that, I don't know, there's so many different things that can be going on with these studies, but most adults who drink don't drink every day. Um, I just think that alcohol is not the best. It's the third leading preventable cause of death in the United States. More than one in 10 U.S. children live with a parent with alcohol problems. That makes me so sad because... Everyone has this negative stigma about, like, these druggies. And it's like, 1 in 10 United States children live with a parent with alcohol problems. Alcohol is a terrible drug. That's just a fact. And when people are just, like, not shaming anyone who that drinks a lot, but they're shaming somebody who does, I don't know, like, any other drug but safely. Like, for instance, like, peyote, like, um... Native American Indians will still do peyote and maybe they'll be shamed by society or modern civilization. But why do we not shame? I don't think we should shame at all. That's my point in this like rant. But looking at it primarily statistically and the problems that come from each drug, I personally believe, this is my belief, is that caffeine, sugar, and alcohol are the worst drugs. And drugs given to you by some doctors. Um, I think like some high blood pressure medication and a lot of those drugs are bad. I think those are the worst. Also, 
But I think that shaming Earth-made drugs, but not shaming man-made in a lab, blah, 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 is just not statistically or factually correct. And I don't try to have a bias on this um, topic, but just looking at facts and looking at research and looking at how many people die due to alcohol-related driving or alcohol-related poisoning or alcohol-related accidents or all of these things and I think that it's important to use everything in moderation and safely and enjoy it and that is great like enjoy whatever drug you want but do it safely understand what you're consuming whether it be a drug given to you from the doctor a drug you picked up at the grocery store or a drug that you try at a party. You should understand what you are putting in your body, how you are putting it in your body, whether it be um, taking a pill from the doctor, drinking something from the doctor, putting something in your nose from the doctor, getting a shot. You should understand the mechanism of action of what is happening because it is your body and it is your responsibility for learning and understanding what you are putting in your body is and if it is beneficial for you or if there's negative effects. And that is my opinion on drugs and everything that we are putting in our bodies. You should be aware of what the food you're eating, what it's doing, what's happening to my body when I eat this how am I feeling physiologically what's happening but more importantly drugs for sure like why am I taking this drug what is it actually doing where is it causing change am I feeling better I think those are all really important things and it's going to be being knowledgeable on each drug what it does and just a little bit of history so now you've learned about alcohol and i'm excited for the next chats that we'll have on other random things about drugs um i just seriously looked up to my professors my kinesiology professor for sure i loved her and she was so good at presenting information and i really enjoyed a lot of her talks and things she made us do and discussions and just prompts on her um finals and tests just really made me think and she changed my perception and my belief structure about drugs in general and the safety and the misuse and abuse that is currently present so I just hope that this doesn't offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings, but I think it's super important to be knowledgeable on this topic. I love sharing random facts about it. A lot of people don't know the most common things about drugs, and I didn't either. I shouldn't say the most common, but things that aren't, that should be common knowledge aren't common knowledge in a lot of different disciplines in health and wellness and that is one of my also little goals of this podcast is to share things that if you're in the health and wellness field you feel are common knowledge but out in like majority of society it's not common knowledge and just things that you can change in your mindset or in your day-to-day life to make you feel better and make you sleep better and have more energy so what I would recommend for an action item out of this, and I'm going to actually do it too, is I want to keep track of how many stimulants I have every day. So I really cut down coffee. I used to drink a lot of coffee. 
now I'll drink one to two glasses and then even just keeping track of how many like drinks of alcohol like any other drug use you do like whether it be like medication you take for something like I take medicine for hypothyroidism so I'll write that down and write like what category it would be in and just keeping a list so that when we do go through it you can relate to certain substances more and that's not for me to like know or judge and it's not for anyone to know or judge but it's just interesting to see like oh wow I really do meet like binge drinking or I do meet dependency on stimulants like caffeine addiction or I am addicted to sugar like look at these I have these symptoms that would categorize me as that like that is just an interesting thing to do and there's no emotions with it at all it's just do I meet these criteria? yes or no that's that's all it is and it's just interesting to see and then you can make little changes if you would like you don't have to but to make you feel more optimal with any drug that you are using So sending happiness, positivity, remember to always be kind to everyone, share this world's energy with love and compassion. So your energy hack for this week is just to look at your consumption of drugs, Um, specifically you could start with alcohol or stimulants or sugar, I think those are all important things to just try to be aware of. And love hard and stay wild. (laughs) An example of how you can use something you learn about drugs and have conversations to change other people's minds. You walk into work on Monday morning and your friend's sitting there and she looks at you and says, Dude, I did five cups of stimulants this morning, of caffeine. I did five cups of stimulants this morning. Your friend would be like, whoa, dude, like, do you think that's too much? Like, was your heart beating fast? Were you feeling weird? Like, why did you need to do five stimulants? Like, five servings of your stimulant. That's crazy. Like, are you all right? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, I just haven't been getting that good of sleep. I'm having trouble going to bed at night because I'm drinking five depressants. Why are you drinking five depressants at night? That seems like a lot of that too. Like, have you ever considered trying to use those stimulants and depressants in moderation and use them for the actual reason for them? Yeah, I've been working on that. I really like that you pointed out that I did five stimulants in the morning and I had just done five depressants in the night before. So maybe that affected why I didn't get good of sleep. And if I shorten my stimulants in the morning to two then maybe by evening when I'm going to bed I won't need as many depressants to relax my central nervous system wow yeah I'm grateful that you saw the connection there that is a wonderful example of what a lot of people misuse and abuse substances such as coffee and drinking before sleep.